Discover the French language with Jessica. It's right here. It's right now on French Your Way podcast. Bonjour à tous. Welcome to episode 189 of French Your Way podcast, episode 189. And this episode is going to be a little bit special and exclusive because I'm going to um, treat you with one of the, the lessons that are actually part of my uh, phonetics and pronunciation and intonation course, how to sound like a native French speaker. But I believe that this is a simple quick uh, rule um, to remember, so easy to explain on a podcast and uh, that has impacts on French pronunciation. So it's important to, to understand it. And I'm talking about the letter H uh, in French, the letter H, and especially what's the difference between a mute H and an aspirate H. You may never have heard about these terms, don't you worry, that doesn't matter, I'm going to explain uh, everything to you. I know that phonetics can be difficult for everyone in any language, example, myself. I do have problems with the letter H in, in English. Uh, in my husband's family, so my husband, is, his name is Henny. Uh, it could have been Henry, would have been the same problem. I'm calling him Henny, or I would have called him Henry. Um, the H uh, at the beginning of, of uh, an English word, because of the H sound, I find it, and I think I've said it in an old podcast episode, I find it actually uh, uh, tiring and uh, a lot of effort to make. So I tend to to skip it. In my family, there's also Helen, which of course has been uh, renamed Ellen uh, very quickly. The thing is, I'm aware, so as I'm talking, you know, I said my husband, I, I made a special effort. Um, I know the rules uh, and I'm quite a visual person. So when I uh, talk, I, I tend to see the, the words. So I know where the H's are and I know where I should make a little uh, effort to make a her sound. Um, I could very well do it. Uh, I like, bon, honest, like, I'm going to confess that I honestly most of the time don't bother so that's my just my personal choice but as a teacher of languages and of French as a foreign language um, I'm encouraging you to learn the proper rules and to apply uh, to apply them so it's a bit like uh, uh, do what I do what I say not as I do And I wanted to talk about the uh, the letter H. Oh, another example uh, that uh, happened and actually was confusing is one day I, I told my husband that I was uh, overeating and he was like, oh, really? But you should t like use smaller plates. And I was like, what? What do you mean? Uh, like I'm telling you I'm too hot. And so I was trying to say I'm overheating and I said I'm overeating. So... I know that this can be important, of course. Again, uh, do uh, as I say and not as I'm doing. The age in France, and that that is why uh, it's so like complicated for me to to uh, to uh, sound the English age. The age in French is, is the letter H is not sounded. Sometimes I wonder why we even have the letter H. Uh, well. We'll have a bit of an exp uh, of an explanation in uh, a few minutes. 
it can actually alter uh, the, the 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 sound of um, like it can combine with other letters to 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 make a new sound. So, for example, a P with an H, as in English, would be the f sound, as in photo. Um, if you put a, a, a C or an S with an H, then you will have the sh sound. Okay. But uh, at the beginning of the word, it sounds quite useless. After a T, we don't have the TH as a th. th. Uh, so, for example, theater is just called théâtre. Elizabeth is Elizabeth. So, um, the, 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 the H is just like you just pretend that it's not there. However, the letter H positioned at the very beginning of the word can affect something that is very important in French, which is the liaison. And also the uh, elision, elision. Elision is when, um, so let's take what, 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 uh, for example, uh, arbre, arbre, uh, a tree. Um, if you want to say the tree, le arbre, in French, uh, there's going to be an elision. That is to say the, the, the article will just be L apostrophe because the word arbre starts with a a vowel. So you don't say le arbre, you say l'arbre. So that's what an elision is. So two types of uh, H's uh, in French. There is the mute H. When the H is mute, um, that's often the case, uh, just pretend that it's not there. And the word will therefore start with a, a vowel sound. For example, homme as a man, starts with an H, but you don't hear it. You pretend that it's not here. And so the, um, the, the first sound that you hear is actually the O of homme. Uh, it's a vowel sound. The liaisons and also the elisions happen as normal because we don't worry about the, the, the H. So uh, if you want to say the man, it's not going to be le homme, but l'homme. Um, a man, un homme. Men, des hommes. That's uh, the liaison for the plural. So it's just something that you probably already, uh, um, um, probably subconsciously or consciously, I don't know, know and do naturally. But sometimes the H, uh, the initial H is an aspirate H, an H aspiré. And that H acts like a wall, an invisible wall, because we don't, we still don't pronounce it, we don't sound it, it's not going to be a, any sound, but it will block, it will prevent uh, any liaison or uh, elision. Uh, for example, uh, the word haricot, which is a, a bean, like a green beans or uh, kidney beans, uh, starts with an H in French. And if you want to say the bin, you cannot say l'haricot. Well, it's debated. Um, but you have to say le haricot. There's no l apostrophe. And uh, that H is also supposed to block the liaison. Therefore, you're not supposed to say un haricot or des haricots. It is um, supposed to sound like as bad, uneducated French. But un haricot, des haricots. So this is uh, the difference between the mute age, uh, which doesn't prevent anything, and the aspirate age, which is like an invisible wall and prevents the, uh, the liaison, basically. And how to know whether an age as the beginning of the word is mute or aspirate? 
there's no rule. <laughs> they, um, people learn by trial and error, especially children. When you say, j'aime pas les haricots, I don't like beans. J'aime pas les haricots. The parents, uh, that's typical example. The parents will say, j'aime pas les so they, they will learn uh, like that. So it's trial and error. Also habit or uh, intuition. And sometimes uh, it is a bit uh, controversial whether um, the age is mute or aspirate. Um, in my course, I also include a list of words, uh, uh, a link to a list of words starting with uh, aspirate age. And in some dictionaries, there are actually a star sign next to the words to indicate that the age is aspirate so that you need to pay attention to that uh, letter. Voila, uh, I hope that you enjoyed that uh, little tip, that it helped you, that will, it will help you uh, in your French uh, pronunciation. Before uh, we wrap up, I just wanted to read you a testimonial, which is um, quite a long testimonial, but I think important and includes a personal story that I could uh, really relate to. So, so I wanted to share it with you. Uh, it's a testimonial from Uh, that I received from Monica, who uh, did my course, How to Sound Like a Native French Speaker. And uh, I'm using it, I'm uh, reading it with her permission. Um, Monica said, I have just completed your uh, e-pronunciation course. It was truly amazing with double exclamation mark. I just loved every minute of it. I can't begin to tell you how helpful it was. See, I've done it well. How helpful it was. I would not even be able to tell what I found the most helpful since there are so many aspects of the course that were brilliant. I reviewed each section in turn several times and will continue to do so. Each time I review it, I pick up some new nugget of information. This course was so expertly crafted, again with double exclamation marks. Not only did I realize with horror how wrong my pronunciation was, but your course gave me the knowledge to figure out how to correct it. Learning the international al uh, phonetic alphabet is a lifesaver. You are truly a killer teacher. I took uh, French in high school where it emphasized that we would learn to read and write and uh, not to speak or have any kind of oral comprehension. That, that I find appalling personally, but anyway. So not to say that we did uh, not have to read out loud in the class every so often. Whenever I read that line, my, t my teacher would say, good try, uh, but uh, good thing you are so good with reading and writing French. She never corrected me. A killing teacher. So here Monica refers to uh, an article that I published some time ago on my website, but I will link to it in the in the show notes of the episode. Uh, it's called What Type of Teacher Do You Have? And I define a, a killer teacher and a killing teacher. And like, seriously, what does a teacher expect if they don't like teach pronunciation? How do they expect like uh, by magic that the student will know how to read French? So... Sorry, stupid killing teacher, I would say. Anyway, we continue with the story. Last fall, I decided to follow a lifelong dream and started to take French classes at a French community center. The teacher is a native speaker. Uh, by the way, native speaker doesn't mean that you um, know how to teach your own language. Just a side note. At every class, we were given photocopied sheets of exercises to do during the class. 
I laughed when you mentioned that uh, in your podcast about uh, killing teachers. Then we would read a dialogue once. Uh, uh, then he would read a dialogue once. And uh, we were then to turn to the person next to us to practice the dialogue with. The, the person next to me, of course, was as clueless as I was as how to pronounce anything. Uh, the teacher would go around the class to listen to us. And with so many students, you were lucky if he got to you. He would uh, correct certain words, uh, but not tell you why they had to be pronounced that way. Ah, oh, that kind of teaching style, if we can call it a style because I don't call that teaching, uh, just infuriates me. And I know it is very common. And the teacher read the dialogue themselves, but they may have just like also played it uh, on the CD once and then, okay, now you practice together. It's like called so-called role play. And it's just ridiculous because students have no idea of what they're doing. Uh, sorry, oh, sorry, again, uh, I continue reading. One day, uh, midway through the course, my partner and I were doing a particularly terrible job of the dialogue. When it got to us, I told him that I wasn't going to butcher the language anymore and I, decide, and I declined to read it. I quit the class that very day. I was just devastated and thought I would never uh, reach my dream of speaking French. Another side note, uh, I think I've mentioned it in one uh, former podcast episode, that kind of um, like a similar uh, situation happened to me uh, when I was uh, at a um, so Chinese language school back when I was living in, um, in China. I also just left uh, school, uh, the class, never to return to that school uh, anymore. In the middle of uh, the lesson, I actually broke into tears and just left because we were learning in a stupid way. We were learning using uh, the pinyin, which is the, the um, actually the, 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 the Latin <laughs> uh, phonetic alphabet to translate uh, them to uh, to 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 phonetically translate the Chinese language. And it didn't make any sense because any Chinese uh, person you show um, these texts to uh, are clueless because they read with Chinese characters. Obviously, this was really not the same. I got really frustrated because I thought it was just nonsense. Uh, okay, so back to <laughs> uh, Monica's review. Um, during this time, I was uh, checking out various courses on the internet and came across yours. I listened to a number of your podcasts and knew that I had found a very special teacher. I could not wait to buy your course and begin learning the correct way to pronounce this beautiful language. I thank you from the bottom of my heart, Jessica. I was so despondent during my classes, but now I know that with practice, I may eventually be able to speak this truly musical language without butchering it. It is really hard to unlearn pronunciation and replace it with the correct pronunciation, but your course is helping me to do so. Thank you ag again so very, very much. You have no idea how truly wonderful it is to have this course. Well, I will return the uh, thanks to you, Monica, for uh, taking the time to write such a long and lovely and honest, uh, heartfelt testimonial and also to share uh, your story. I hope you uh, listeners to this podcast also benefited uh, from um Monica's and I, uh, and Monica's and 
myself stories <laughs> um, and that it will encourage you to find uh, the right way uh, the way that sounds right to you uh, for learning whatever you want to learn uh, I'll include the links to uh, my um, uh, article about what type of teachers do you have and also uh, the link to my phonetic course which you can also find on my website frenchaway.com.au uh, for you to check out. Um, thanks a lot. See you in the next episode of French Away Podcast.